Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, 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 this is Therese Skelly in another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. I bring to you very cool people that I meet that have often made transitions. They're showing up in the world in a way that I think exemplifies the concepts of being fiercely brilliant. And wouldn't we love if, if you just got to say, I think I'll step into my brilliance and it goes very easy. I don't know. That has never happened for me. Like most of us, I have to find it and we have to find our way along the journey. And for a lot of people, it involves pivoting. It involves the dark nights of the soul. It involves just stuff you have to go through. And so I'm really excited to bring you my guest today, Connie Vanderzanden. That's a mouthful, but I got it right. And so Connie, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm, I'm so pleased to be here. Dark night of the soul. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Let's raise our hands when we've had that one. Well, well, first, you know, I always like to kind of say, tell us what you do and what you love about what you do today. Uh, well, I am a cash flow and business mentor. And who knew that this is, this is actually what I started my business 19 years ago doing was that one-on-one -on -one conversation with the actual business owner. Mm -hmm. I remember doing bookkeeping at the time and I would be able to sit across and and help people with their numbers and stuff. And that was the real reason I started the business. But now it, it got sidetracked for a while. But that's what I do now is uh, mentoring them on different things, hiring, creating financial plans, how to use and really be in their numbers and be empowered with their numbers, not over or by their numbers. Right. And a lot of the clients I work with have a lot of debt. So we do some mindset and things about yeah. how do you have debt in business and still move forward or pay yourself? Right, right. Yeah. Ooh, this is going to get juicy. You know, I have been that client. I remember years ago when my book character keeper sat down and made me like, you know, eyeball the numbers. I had a panic attack. Like, you know, I'm crying. She's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because I was so checked out, my own money issues just destroyed a lot of things for me. And so how do you manage, because money is so tied into shame, you know? So how do you manage people when they either don't want to look at it it's overwhelming to look at it. They have self-judgment. Like, like, how do you walk people through that? Because that's freaking messy. It, it is. And it's, you know, there's not, okay, for, let's put a disclaimer here. Okay. Because not all accounting and bookkeeping professionals can do this. So I don't want to exactly. go out and expect their bookkeeper to be able to hold <laughs> Good caveat. Good caveat. Most just go, give me your spreadsheets. We'll be good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we want our accounting and bookkeepers to be very number focused. So they're very data focused. Yeah. So they, don't, they, they don't have that natural rhythm sometimes with the interpersonal skills to be able to hold that space. But first off, when money comes up is, is that it's, 
it's energy. It's a resource. And we have tied so much emotion to it. And so working with some type of financial coach, therapist, money coach, they often are referred to somebody that can like point out that one thread that's mm -hmm. connecting this emotion to money and like kind of just pulling on it a little bit to see if it's, if it's truthful or not. I use a tool called a, is it light or heavy? Right. And so when the people same are, love it. <laughs> when people are spiraling, it's like, is that really a truthful statement? And that would be a light statement. Or if it's a heavy statement, there's some lie or some, some disconnect in there that we can explore a little further, but it's, it's all about hearing, like sitting down, letting them talk and just witnessing and hearing them about it so that you can get to the other side. Because that's the main thing about shame and guilt is we don't have anyone to talk to about it. Right. And so it's a very black, dark space that yeah. we think we're the only people that have ever experienced mm -hmm. that. Really, when you're able to talk about it, you can shine light on it and realize that, nope, a lot of people have these same feelings or have gone through this, this, yeah. these process, and then you can get to the other side. But you got to be brave to, to even have a conversation. Right. And or you just keep perpetuating the same unconscious patterns. Yeah, I, I always say that shame can't live in the light. And what we have to do is we have to bring it to somebody that can hold it for us. And that literally the only way to break through is that. So, Okay. You know me, I'm going to ask you, how the heck did you get here? And do you have a money story? You know, most people, we teach what we need to learn, right? So do you have something that you relate to not only being on this side of it, but having maybe been on the other side of it? Yes. Uh, it took me a while to realize <laughs> that's where I was going. But yes, I, I did start out as that accounting and bookkeeping, very number focused person. Mm -hmm. uh, and through the journey, I realized I wanted to do my own business. Of course, I, I didn't know how to do it very well. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> does in the beginning. That's okay. No, yeah. No. But it wasn't until I actually, um, the business entities decided that it needed to be more than okay. just, and I went to grow it. And of course I grew it like every other business does without intention, without feeling just doing, doing, doing hustle, right. hustle, hustle. And yeah. then after about six years, I did find myself at the rock bottom moment looking back up mm -hmm. at a business that was carrying 50,000 in debt and I hadn't oh. paid myself in six years. It looked super successful wow. on the outside. Everyone thought I was doing really well inside. I was just falling apart. And it was that moment of, do you, do I close? How do we, how do you right. walk away? So yeah, I had a, a big money moment right there all that shame and guilt of all the debt. Oh and, and, and you work with money. You're a bookkeeper. Right. <laughs> so that had to compound it, right? Yeah. That was the other piece is like, I couldn't even see it for myself. I could see yeah. it for clients. Right. I clarity vision for them. But I, I was in the middle of it. I couldn't even see it for myself. Yeah. So what do you think? Because, you know, and the reason I bring people to tell their stories is because I think we can pull out themes. So if you're sitting, listening or watching this, I want you to listen because Connie's story is all of our stories, right? You might not have a bookkeeping business that's 50 grand underwater, but you might have lost your way. You might have gone unconscious. So, so I, I guess I love this part, Connie. So how did you let it get so far down? Like, like that's an interesting, you know, <laughs> I mean, I went bankruptcy. So I get this like, la, 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 la. But how for you as a freaking bookkeeper, did you let that occur? And there's no judgment in that. It's just, it's just seeing the pattern. 
Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's a, it's an ongoing conversation. I have with clients these days is at the time I didn't realize that my natural money personality was a spender. Okay. And that I was spending to make myself feel good, kicking right. those endorphins, but I, I didn't want to track it. You know, <laughs> then you'd have to see it, right? <laughs> you have to see it. So it's like all good startups, you know, we push numbers and looking at our numbers and using our numbers till the last possible thing that we could ever right. do. Right. And I was afraid of them. I was afraid of looking at the reality of shining my own light on my own numbers mm -hmm. of, uh, I didn't have the skill sets yet to realize what that is. Yeah. And then, but after that rock bottom moment, I, I got some education, I got coaches, I did some mindset yeah. training. And then I look back, I can look back now, seven years later and go, Oh, <laughs> that's what that was. I needed to learn that I needed to mm -hmm. physically have mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. in my body so that I know what it's like for other people now. Ooh, okay. Drop the mic, drop the mic. So there it is. So sometimes when the shit hits the fan, we're on the ground, when things seem like they're not working, maybe it's exactly what needs to happen. Maybe it's in divine order. Our mess is often our message, right? Our wounds become our work. And so oof, if you're listening, just ask yourself that question. Is what I'm going through right now supposed to be? Mm -hmm. We don't think that in the moment pretty much oh. sucks when you're there. No. But on the other side of it, if you do the work, that's a caveat. If you wouldn't have done the work. No. Yeah. So right now I'm working with a client right now and I can understand. I just the other day realized, oh, going through months and months of bad hiring to learn that it was me, not who I was hiring that needed to switch. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually showing up today working with my client like, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so every opportunity in the moment, we do not realize that. And if we're yeah. stuck in hustle mode in our business, we, we just fail to see the signs. They're all around right. us. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's when we can pause and look back, but yeah, every, every roadblock, every smack to the head or to the financial wallet is a, a lesson to learn. Yeah. And if we can learn it the first time, we won't have to repeat it, but if it keeps yeah, coming up, it means right. that there's still something there to keep right. learning from. Right. You know, I have this concept called, it's the word cognitive dissonance, right? And so for me, that would look, for your story, it's like, I'm a bookkeeper. I'll help you with your numbers. Yeah, mine's not so. And what happens is when you got something else competing and the competing is, I don't want to hear this. I don't want, like, I don't want to listen. I don't want to, it's really hard to be powerful in the thing you could be powerful in. Oh yeah. Like it takes so much energy to be in denial and to suppress all that and to not handle it, that it absolutely will interfere with your progress. Did you notice that when you're obviously if you weren't paying yeah. yourself, you might've oh, noticed that, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I did a lot of mindset training to, to get to that point, but yeah, at the beginning I was like, there's no way, there's no way anybody wants to learn this from me. I can't even do it myself. What, how, yeah, right. how can I show up for that? And then when I've realized the power in the journey, the power mm -hmm. in what I've gone through and look back at it without shame or guilt, that that's just, it, it is what happened. It's yeah. the same thing with money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's already happened. If we are sitting with a bunch of debt, those were already past decisions. We can't go back and clean those mm -hmm. up. It's only what we, can we do today with that moving forward. 
And yeah. so, but that takes a lot of, you know, forgiveness a lot of, of ourselves mm -hmm. and then creating a brand new, setting up a new relationship with money to set what, what can we do next? It's, you know, you got to learn how to date it again. You need to learn how to, to learn because we learned everything from our money from our parents. So uh -huh. it might yeah. not have been a healthy relationship to begin with. <laughs> Probably not. Most of us know. Well, that, so that was my next question. How do you envision money? Like when you think of money, obviously it's little green papers or, you know, how, what's your sense of what money is? Well, it's, it's, it's a resource. Okay. Uh, and, but there's energy around it. So uh, it's right now, it's, it's an interesting place because we've gone very plastic in the day of COVID. It's a cashless society. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's ones and ones and zeros. But it's, we put energy on that. Like, I really believe that money does, wants to know what we'd like it to do. Mm -hmm. Energetically, even if we don't have to physically touch it anymore, when your bank account, if you can tell it, this, this, your purpose is to do X. Like, let's have something fun with it. Let's say you do a vacation savings account. Like, you right. really, COVID's done, you want to go on vacation. Right. You set up a savings account, you tell it, money this is your job. You're going to pay for this vacation and you dream about it and you plan for it. And then you use money for that. So it's always a resource for us to get somewhere, but energetically it is, it's our intention. It's our intention that we're actually manifesting into an actual thing that allows us to have an experience. So it adds to our life. That's great. Cause so many people have been programmed. Money is bad. Money is a pain in the ass. I don't want it. Money's hurtful, you know, filthy rich. And so if you're listening, that's the question. What, like, first question, money is, like, what do you think of money? For me, money is love. Money oh, is energy. Money. Yeah, money, money is, 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 it is an expression of the divine for me. I'm just like, woo, money's flowing. You know, we're all blessed. And so I think when you can rewire that money question for yourself, you see it in a different way. But if you've been harmed by money, as many of us have because of our mess ups, it's real hard to get in right relationship with it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, I agree. Yeah. It's, it takes, it takes a little bit of work, but it's, it's something you can do. And again, it takes, it takes the, the time to pause, to consider yeah. it. Yeah. And especially now that we've all gone to a plastic, this cashless society, mm -hmm. of, of, it's really going to, take some other time to take some time to really rethink this. Cause it's, we're not physically, I, I will tell a story is that one time my debit card got turned off and mm -hmm. um, I had to actually use cash. Mm -hmm. I was, I freaked myself out. Like I had to actually count. I, one of my first jobs was at McDonald's. So I know how to count money back. Yeah. I know how yeah. to count, but right. my, I had a whole body resistance to it. I was so nervous and everything. Yeah. So, um, this disconnect is, I think, also plays into not only the mindset, but this disconnect that we don't have to physically touch it. Right. And so how do you create relationship with it when you can't see or feel it? That is, I've never thought of that. That is brilliant. That is brilliant. Oh. So do you have some tips? Yeah. Well, I think, well, one is love is like, like you said, change your point of view about how money is adding to your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, and then one, giving it, giving it a job. So everywhere you love it, it on your bank accounts, uh, if you're using a, a personal finance tool or a spreadsheet, give it a job and then give it some love and appreciation, just like any mm. good relationship, pay attention to it, appreciate, you know, gr social gratitude, create yeah. some, some ritual around receiving. Yeah. 
Right. And then even showing some love when you send out those bills and those, those tax payments. And <laughs> right. You're, I, I was with a friend last week and he's like, I've got to pay 30,000 in income. And I'm like, and that means you made a lot of money. You are freaking blessed, mister. You know what I mean? But so instead of like, oh, this sucks. It's horrible. You know, bless, bless the circulation. And, and here's another one. If somebody's like, oh my God, I just got 10,000 in cash. I think sometimes women can be like, oh, bitch, really? You're showing off. You know, I don't mean to say just women, but as opposed to right freaking on. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Yay you for bringing it in. Right. So I just want you to be watching everywhere that you're getting stories or getting pinged about money. Yeah. Cause those triggers are telling you something too. Yes. When we're getting triggered by what somebody else says, that's, that's the ding, inner world. Ding, ding, ding. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Well, so do you have like a client story of, you know, somebody that was a mess when they came in and then like, just tell us a little bit of like how you work because you're not your typical, here's your P and L let's look at your quarterly reports. You're not, you have that expertise, but you right. add the whole emotional coaching piece around it. So let's just, cause for some people it'll be like, 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 who are you? Are you weirdo? Like that happens. That exists. You know what I mean? They have people like you. And so I yes. just want to show people that you can get both financial, strong, grounded financial support and emotional and energetic support at the same time, yes. which is, yeah. which is the way out. Right. Yeah. Well, I have to say it's, and this is for the clients that are willing to be brave. Absolutely. To, yeah. To sit with me and talk about it. Cause I have, you know, there are clients that weren't as successful. Um, but the clients that are normally, it starts out with, they have no really understanding of their numbers. Their bookkeeper has given them profit and loss yeah. reports, but they still don't feel supported by money. So they right. don't actually know how much is there or what they can do with it. Right. So they've, we shine the light on there first. And then normally all the clients I work with haven't been paying themselves. They're like the lowest paid person on their team. So we work on getting them up to where they need to be so that they can contribute to their household. And once they have the money to contribute to their household, everything changes. They're re they've received uh, yes. money. Business starts working different. Um, they're feeling cared for. Um, and so that's probably the biggest thing is, uh, they're, they're getting cared for and money's taking care of them. And then we give money a job for their business and then mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. able to do things like, and most of my clients depending, like, again, I said, usually we'll have a, some debt that they're working with, mm -hmm. um, and making friends with that and creating a debt repayment plan. But they always create a profit account that they can either use for themselves or for their team. Mm -hmm. And so the get, have, being able to give back to your team is really mm -hmm. awesome too. I mean, that most of my clients always have that goal. It's like, okay, how can I help, you know, give this benefit? And right yeah. now in COVID, post COVID or in the middle of COVID is it's really key. How can we give other benefits to our yeah. team members to keep them? Oh, I like that. Supported? So let's talk about debt because there's a lot of views on, you know, you, you hear the old, oh, you should never use debt. Credit cards are bad. What's your idea about like using debt as a business tool? What, like, do you coach people around that? Yeah, I, I think it is a good tool. I, I think I've tried the other, the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried the other way. And as a spender, yeah. um, we need, we need some type of play money. We need mm -hmm. some type, but 
having a credit card that has an outrageous amount of limit on it isn't the best thing for mm-hmm. a spender. So knowing what your actual style is and then working with your credit card companies to have lower balances. Okay. And then making a plan of like, this is how you pay. Now, some clients need to, like if they put it on their credit card, they have to make the payment as soon as they get back to their office. They have to learn how to trust that money will be there. Right. Pay that. Um, And so depending on where you're in that phase, but other clients can, you know, have that financial plan of this is how much is going to go on the credit card because there's subscriptions or uh, regular, regular recurring money Mm -hmm. and then they're going to pay it off that month and Mm -hmm. but if you want to make a use it for a big investment like you want to hire a coach Mm -hmm. and you want to make that big investment is like before you say yes what's your plan how are you going to repay that and i think that's the one key thing i learned is that was and part of why i got into debt was a, a lot of it was lean into the scariness of getting this big amount paying this big amount for a coach or or this big investment, then you'll grow. Yes, I will say I always, the money always followed, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't any easier than it was at the beginning. Right, right. So just go into it with your eyes open about, yes, this is what I'm going to use it for. And then make, Mm -hmm. you know, look at the decisions, talk with somebody about it. Be conscious about it. Yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. Oh, I love that. So Connie, is there any other like tips or wisdom you want to share before we wrap up? Not that you haven't shared a ton, but sometimes there's that one last question that I didn't ask, or there's something you want to share. Well, I think uh, if anyone was going to do, what could they do? One thing they could do today for their money is create a regular habit around looking at your numbers, updating your numbers, like create a regular date time with it. And I, I do a money Monday um, an hour and it can be just an hour a week, but you, if you're not in a relationship right now, if you're not looking at your numbers, that's the one thing you can do today is like start mm-hmm. t- spending time with it, updating numbers, looking education, listening to a podcast, reading a mm-hmm. book, mm-hmm. um, just building your knowledge around it so that numbers aren't as scary. And sometimes that might be to hire somebody so you can see the report in a different fashion, right. use a little color, but just build on that habit. And pay attention to it because once you start paying attention to it, it's not going to be scary and you can be empowered with it so that you can make better decisions for your business and your life. So well said. That's fabulous. So how can people find you? Uh, We have this lovely site called moneyactiontips.com. That's tips with an S. And um, there's a free report. Uh, There's, what else is on there? Oh, you can sign up for my uh, e-zine or you can book time with me because I think People need to date somebody first before mm-hmm. they get into a long-term relationship. So if I'm happy to have any conversation with people it's about numbers, bookkeepers, accounting mm-hmm. tools, whatever they have, because I want people to have what they need to take conscious action of what they want to do next in their life. And so they're complimentary calls and just make sure everyone has yeah. whatever. So That's great. That's yeah. great. Thank you for sharing your journey. I, this is going to be really helpful for people because there's nothing worse than the shame of, holy shit, how did I get here? And, oh, I'm supposed to be an expert in that. How the heck can I even show my face when I can't even manage my own self? And yes. so that story, Connie, is so, you know, I know somebody's going to be touched because they're in the same boat and you are a beautiful demonstration of on the other side. 
there is grace and contribution. And so thank you for showing up with your beautiful self. Thanks. It was fun. Yeah, it is. It's always fun. A happy and business. I'm like, well, that was my old friend. Fiercely brilliant podcast. Oh my gosh. Anyway, much love. And if you guys, if you liked this episode, follow Connie, follow me, leave a bloody review, you know, because the more you, reviews you leave on, on the, the platforms, the more people get to listen to these things. So peace and blessings. Thanks for listening and watching. Connie, thanks again. Bye. Hey, I really appreciate you listening to that last episode. And I would love to get to know you a little bit more and to get to connect with you on a deeper level. And here's what I suggest. I've got a Facebook group that corresponds with the content of these podcasts. It's called Fiercely Brilliant Women in Business with Therese Skelly. So if you just search Facebook, Fiercely Brilliant with Therese Skelly, you'll find the group. It's a really nice group. It's a small group and I'm super active in it. So each week we have a lot of supportive conversations. I share a lot of resources. I do a lot of coaching on the spot and I would love to have you join me there. So if you like the vibe of this podcast and you want to hang out with a pretty darn cool community of women, join us at Fiercely Brilliant on Facebook with Therese Scali. Alrighty, peace and blessings and I hope to see you in the group. Bye now.